Welcome to Tony Steak Podcast. Welcome to the Tony Steak Podcast, episode 298. I'm Sean, and joined with me, we have Off-Road Andy. Hello. And Tony Katz. Yes, hello, hello. Thank you for tuning in. Hit that subscribe button, share with a friend, and check out our sports podcast right after this. Got uh, some good stuff to get to today, uh, including uh, the uh, the man, the myth, the legend, uh, Disney Junior Bob Iger is back as a CEO, replacing Bob Chapek, pick a pick, pick whatever you say his name. I think that was pretty close. Uh, and people are pretty people are pretty thrilled. They uh, were not happy with that guy. I think he was kind of cutting corners. A lot of people were saying the magic was gone at the uh, at the parks, Andy and uh, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> I I can't disagree. There's a lot of errors going on there. Yeah, it's uh, funny reading the stuff afterwards. Um, we're just like, I don't know, was this guy doing a bad job? But then like the employees hated him. He pissed off people like almost immediately. Um, sounds pretty bad. Like, I mean, there was that big the big fight about in Florida. Um, that was that was like over a year ago at this point. But then um, one of the things I read about was the. Um, the genie thing, which I I used when I went to Disneyland during totally the summer, ridiculous. Um, just that it was like nickel and diamond people. You, instead of they used to have the fast pass, it was free, and then it's like no, you got to have this service, and it's fifteen bucks, but maybe it could be twenty five on busy days, and it's just like you're already paying tons of money, and it just it's it's a bad experience for people. Um, I didn't hate it, but I understand if someone's like I already dropped a bunch of money on a ticket, I don't want to deal with this shit. Um. What's weird about that is like people complaining about the park experiences. Didn't isn't that guy from the parks? Yeah, not from the movie side of it. He's from the parks but, part of it. So why did he? Why wouldn't you focus on that? Like, it shows you he probably just had shitty ideas and was yeah. never in charge. And then he goes to be in charge and he implements the shitty ideas. It's it's strange because uh, Iger is a TV guy. He he was head of ABC uh, before being head of all of Disney. Um, and he wants to do better with the parks. It just seems it's weird that they have. I mean, there's two very different businesses. And um, but yeah, I'm sure you're happy about that. If if Iger promises to to get the ad experience better, um, yeah. I mean, things were going pretty smoothly. Yeah. Before when he was in charge, so. Well, and I think he even he even said something about how it was wrong to antagonize the season pass holders, the locals. Um, like yeah, where the natives. Was like, being shitty and like i know you dealt with that like we even know if we'll be offered our tickets and shit like that or it's like well that's just yeah. bad you want to have that loyal fan base yeah i mean you can't just rely on people from kansas flying here all the time yeah especially because um, there's more money here yes that um, is true if there's a recession it's probably not going to hit orange county very much no uh, so you're going to want those people to be around so i'll be there on uh not this Friday, but the following. So uh, I'll report back. You know, like tear that. down a statue. Or something. <laughs> things have gone, and uh, you know if anything's improved. Uh, I'm just picturing like uh, like in a Middle East country when like the dictator's gone. <laughs> yeah, just the statue goes down. Oh, they're something. pulling them down right now as we speak. Yeah. Um, Pretty good. But but yeah, it'll be uh, interesting to see how that affects the movie business because yeah, Iger left. I think it was like four months after Disney Plus launched. So it was done, it was launched, there were things in development, but so much has changed, and I wonder if they're going to be like, yeah, some of this stuff isn't isn't working. He's uh, going to pull back on the like they did at HBO? Yeah, I, I, I don't know, but he's... I don't think so. He's a, he's a beloved figure and a competent figure, and 
Um, yeah, I've read his book, The Ride of a Lifetime. Yeah, I guess that's a good thing that he's back. Yep. All right, very fun. Um, they're making a new Escape from New York, and this is going to be a reality show, I'm guessing. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, that, that is, some comments have had, like, how are you going to make this movie now? Um, when some people feel like that's what it already is. You can't have a take make all of Manhattan a prison if everyone is already complaining about New York. People are um, but yeah, this is this has been something they've been trying to do for years. The original movie isn't even that old and it's still good. And it it's good because it has uh, Kurt Russell is being oh, really yeah. good. So it's going to be very tough to whatever you're going to do. You're going to have to find the next snake. And it's like, he's not going to be Kurt Russell. Like you're not going to get that same like Kurt Russell was never like the rock, you know, but he was a Keanu great action star. He was like believable. He was a badass, but he was never just a huge fucking wrestler dude or something. Keanu Reeves. So, but Keanu is like 60. Like, <laughs> and Keanu's John smooth. Wick. Keanu's smooth and wears suits. Uh, Kurt Russell was like goofy and you didn't, you didn't expect him to win every fight he was, I, I don't know. I don't know who they're going to, they're going to, that's going to be a really tough job to find whoever they're going to do. Um, so the people who are going to be making this, it's a, a team called the radio silence. Um, they're best known for uh, scream, the new scream movie uh, along with ready or not. And, uh, and a bunch of horror shit, including uh, a segment from VHS. I was going to say they, oh. they, that name sounded familiar. I was like, I've, they've, I've heard they've done a lot before. of YouTube uh, horror shorts and all kinds of stuff. Um, so uh, with with the success of the Scream movie, I think they've had a bigger profile and can do uh, more stuff. But interesting, yeah, yeah, it could be good. We'll keep you updated on that. Uh, just, tell just us, make a third one with Kurt Russell. I mean, he's going to have to be in and there. Add some, Wyatt Russell somehow, to it. right? Yeah, maybe Wyatt will replace him. Just have like, well, his son is alive. I'm like, oh, he didn't even know he had a son. Do that. He's a rambler, you know. Yeah. All right, tell us about Bradley Cooper and uh, Spielberg teaming up. Um, Spielberg has a new movie coming out this week, but he already has plans for his next one. You know, he's got to get him out. He's getting old, so. Yeah. Um, this was actually rumored a while back, but he was going to be making a, mo- a a Bullet movie. So the Steve McQueen movie, Bullet. Oh, wonderful. Um, Spielberg was going to make another movie, not a remake, but just another story with that character. Screeching tires. Um, yeah, of course, Steve McQueen is not going to be able to reprise the role. Um, so they needed to find a new bullet. And uh, Damien Lewis already played him. So Yeah, some people are like saying they should have done that, but they went with a, a, a bigger name, uh, yeah. Bradley Cooper. So um, I don't know if Cooper and Spielberg have a relationship. I can't remember him being in any Spielberg movie before. But is he going to re-perm? <laughs> yeah. I don't don't know, um, but Cooper is a big movie star. He's one of yeah. the, the bigger ones out there, and you know he's a filmmaker himself. And I know why you wouldn't turn Spielberg down. I think in a role like this. Oh heavens, no! Yeah, we'll have to see. I mean, technology's gotten better, but have car chases gotten better? I don't know if they have, and that's what this movie is promising us. Right? That's what it is. It's real car chases and shit. It's not superheroes, so. Yeah, no, they're they're actual people. So let's, let's I'm I'm into that. I'll I'll follow that very closely. Yeah. What I probably won't follow is a, a Spider-Man TV show. Yeah. <laughs> I don't blame you. Uh, Sony has announced they are going to work on multiple Spider-Man related TV series. They announced a deal with MGM Plus. 
slash Amazon. So you're probably thinking, MGM Plus, I don't need another one of these. What the fuck is that? That's just Amazon Prime, right? Uh, no. Oh, get so the fuck out of here. Are you there serious? is a TV. There's a TV network called Epics. I don't know if you've seen you know, that. And you're like, we need like epics? government to step in and there. just say, hey, you can have six of these things. You fucking nerds work it out. So uh, Epics is a, t- a premium cable network. It's not a streaming service, although I think you can then buy it as a streaming service. But somehow Amazon now owns it. Uh, I think MGM owned it. And now Amazon owns MGM. And Amazon's going to re- rebrand a TV network to MGM Plus, which is very confusing because the Plus branding to me, always means a streaming service, not a TV channel. Like, Gosh, but MGM so Plus is a TV channel. Um, and then MGM, these shows will air on MGM Plus and then later go to Amazon Prime, um, which is strange. So um, just pretend you've never heard of it until it shows up on Prime. <laughs> yes. Uh, but again, these are TV series. They're not going to be starring Spider-Man, but other Spider-related people. Um, you know, throughout the history of the comics, there's always Spider been Spider other... from School of Rock. <laughs> sure. He replaced um, Jack Black. Yeah. He's a good singer. <laughs> um, yeah, different like people with spider powers and shit. The, the, the spider, Spider-Verse movie introduced crazy ideas, but this I don't know what this is actually going to be. But um, No. Sony, Sony owns this character. And they want to make more money off of it. So that's why you get movies like Morbius. that would be like, who wants fucking Morbius? They're like, well, we don't have much to do. So we're going to try to make Morbius movies. Um, and now they partnered with Jeff Bezos himself. So, Well, that's a hard pass for me. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not optimistic about any of this. But I am curious to see what they're going to do. Uh, I don't know. So Sony is one of those weird companies where... They don't have their own service, so they're just total free agents. They can do whatever the fuck they want. Should have to buy a Vio laptop to be able to get it. Yeah, Spider Man used them in the mid two thousands. Yeah, they were cool. Remember they had a, a cell phone too for a bit. <laughs> I don't know if you ever seen those Andrew Garfield movies. Uh, littered. I think I with, saw the first one. They're littered with Sony product placement. Was it just, called a Vio? Is that what? Is yes. that how you said it? Okay. Yeah, they were cool. I mean, like spies had them in like 2001. And you're like, oh yeah. shit, that phone's like 199 dollars. Like, oh my god. When you're 11 years old, it's a lot of money. All right. Well, speaking of streaming, you can't escape it, and uh, it looks like they've gobbled up Quentin Tarantino. Yeah, he uh, he's been making the rounds. By for the way, did you like I that believe. terminology since it's Thanksgiving week? Oh, that yeah, that was very nice. Um, I'm a pro. Yeah, Tarantino's been out there. He's got a book to remote. He's doing a podcast. He's doing all kinds of stuff, and just he, he loves talking. And every every day, there's a new thing. Tarantino said this about something. Uh, oh yeah, he did, he did confirm that uh, his next project is a streaming series, uh, an eight episode series. Um, he didn't say any details of what it is, but he has been rumored for a while to be involved in some sort of streaming series. He also, he said he wrote, uh, he actually wrote the Western TV series into his own series from the, from once upon a time. And he said, well, I wrote scripts. I don't know if it'll be made, but I would, I'd like to do it someday. Um, so Tarantino's famously said he will retire after making his next movie. So that means he's probably just going to be like, I got you on a technicality. I just won't make a movie for a long time. I'll do books and I'll do TV. Is he going to actually, direct it 
Yes, so and he's his, directing this series, oh, but wow. there's no there's no other details. Um, it could be him just directing a series that someone else wrote and produced. Um, one of the rumors was that he directed the the Justified series, which isn't out yet. Then the the sequel series for that, um, because he is close to uh, Timothy Olyphant. After yeah, I was going to say, let's movie. just bring him in and do the uh, Bounty Law with him. Yeah. So I mean, he was like, in that other spaghetti western thing or whatever it was, right? In the movie, I don't know. They were doing the jump cuts with him talking to yeah. Leo. Um, I don't remember which show it was, or that was the movie. I, I don't remember. But he'd be yeah, good. so we still don't we still don't know what it is, but it's probably interesting. It did, he didn't even say like, "Yeah, I'm doing a thing with HBO." He just said, "I'm doing something." So this could be coming to MGM Plus. We don't even know. So then uh, six months later, we'll be able to watch. <laughs> yeah, no, no one knows. Uh, it could be coming to Tubi or Roku TV. I doubt um, it. Yeah, that'd be a lot of people passing before <laughs> it goes to them. Yeah, but I guess anything's possible. All right, uh, we do have some uh, bummer news uh, for Power Ranger fans out there. Tony? Yeah, this is the stuff I grew up with. Like, well, I'm sure like all of us grew up with in the 90s, but I was one of those kids that... Uh, did watch uh, Power Rangers and actually someone who really, <laughs> this might come to a surprise. It might not actually. I think for maybe some people would come to surprise for the people that really know him. I don't think it will, but Wrecking Ball Joe was a big, big Power Rangers fan growing up. He's really big on all this stuff, but uh, yeah, Jason David Frank, who was uh Tommy in the series. Which, which color was, was he? Uh, he was the Never green won. Ranger and then he was the white Ranger. Oh, wow. So he like turned into the white Ranger. It was like this whole thing. I forget, but. So I remember the Green Ranger was not part of the core team, and he was like the bad guys. Power and, Ranger. Yeah, and he made like a 180 and then yeah. became like the good, like their leader, basically. And uh, from what I read, he had he that was, Godzilla one. Yeah. His robot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I mean, a lot of them, I don't remember. I mean, he's in the movie, though. Like the first big movie when that was with never, the, never I, seen the movie. So oh. I, I only watched like the first season of it. And then I was like, I'm too cool for this. I mean, I don't know. Oh, big shot. I don't, I, I don't even really remember. I just would watch it when it was on TV. I don't think I ever went in any order. I think just anytime you saw him, but I was a big collector of the toys, like the, the actual, like the power ranger toys, but also the villains too. There were some creepy, cool villains that, uh, that they had. And I remember one time, this is just a little side story. My parents were in a bowling league every Thursday and I had, uh, I had like, there was this a whole little like set of these Power Rangers, but they were like, not like you know, more like miniature figurines, but they all had their own little, like uh the little like car, if you will, like, or whatever that they would get into. Like they all have, they all had their own little personal, like driving, you know, car, truck, whatever. And I had all of them with me in a little backpack. I went to the bowling alley because I would play with them as my parents bowled, which uh, is a two and a half, three hour event typically. And I left it there. And we called the bowling alley and I, dude, I remember I was so mad. I was throwing a tantrum, everything, you name it. And I was like, you know, eight, seven, eight years old, whatever I was. Oh, just so devastating. But uh, yeah, uh, Jason David Frank uh, passed away at the age of 49. He was found Sunday morning and the cause of death, unfortunately, was suicide. And uh, I was just reading about it and that apparently him and his wife, who he had been married to since 2003, had been having some struggles and, uh, you know, probably doing the whole like couples thing where it's like, Hey, we've been married almost 20 or we have been married 20 years. They were fighting. And, uh, they, 
uh, got in some argument again, I guess. And I think they were in a hotel or something. I don't that from what I just read and that he locked himself, locked her basically out of his room or something like that. And then she eventually called the police to, you know, get in there, do what you must, you know, however domestic stuff goes. And then that's where he was found. And, uh, you know, she took to Instagram supposedly and said, basically like sent this whole thing. Like, you know, I know we had our differences, but you know, I love you. I love, you know, I loved you. Like, yada, yada. We talked about how we were going to, you know, get through it and stuff like that. So it doesn't look like they were at the, at least had plans of a divorce or separating, but it looked like it was just a toxic relationship, unfortunately, which I mean, maybe is what happens when you start to near 20 years in a relationship. And, uh, yeah, it's just, uh, it's just sad that, you know, people get driven to that point where they end up just taking their own life. It's always a sensitive, touchy subject. I mean, obviously Hollywood, has lost huge grades, the music world all to suicide and stuff. So you think like, even if you've got, you know, your money or your fame and all that stuff, that life's a lot more than that. And a lot of these guys, they, uh, they struggle and a lot of them, you know, don't reach out about it. I know that's been a big Sigma lately is that, you know, a lot of men don't reach out with their mental health or like stuff like that. Cause they feel like that makes them think they're lesser, but that's not the case. You know, you gotta always look for help to, you know, get through what you got to get through so you can, uh, keep living life. You know, obviously everybody goes through some dark roads and it's just a bummer when you see that somebody, especially somebody with a, not, not just especially somebody with a talent, like everybody, but especially when you see somebody that you think, Oh, this guy's talented. He's got money, you know, all this stuff. And then he, you know, took his own life. It's like, it's just lets you know that it doesn't matter where you're at in life. It's everybody's, you know, goes through the same stuff at times. So such a really a big bummer, you know, you know, it was one of those things that hit me right away when I saw it. I was like, oh man, like I, this was somebody I idolized when I was like eight years old, you know, watching him be a power ranger on TV. And he was always the, you know, popular one that, you know, the pink ranger liked. So if the pink ranger liked him, it's like, then I definitely wanted to be this guy. I mean, that's how I think everybody that was my age at the time thought, but, uh, yeah, sad stuff, but, uh, yeah, that's pretty much all I got on that. I don't know if you guys watched power rangers at all or anything, but. I know I'm a little watched, bit younger than you guys too, but not by I, much. I watched a movie, I think. I just remember, I think they were rollerblading to the song Free Ride. Yeah, maybe. I, uh, the movie I saw was, uh, which was their first, I think the big first hit movie was the one with Ivan Ooze. <laughs> no idea. Yeah. and I, I don't even remember anything beyond that. I just like, oh, that's fun. Look at them. They left like the mall and rollerblading like parkour style or something. I mean, I feel like, I mean, that was the oh, whole I thing remember. is like they, they were all karate people like i think he like he actually was a like a black belt and stuff he actually was really good at a taekwondo and karate and all that jazz so it's i think well, I mean, the, the history of the series is so weird and how it was like yeah you know they had to it was japanese and all that stuff was japanese and then they filmed the americans like all the fighting and stuff in the costumes <laughs> was a different show and they just took oh, that yeah. footage and then made an american <laughs> show around it uh, and then they the series has gone on for like 40 more years just of different ones. And I only ever watched the original one. And I think I watched uh-huh. for one year or something. I didn't never even saw the movie. Um, there's that movie from like five years ago. They made like a new, Oh, movie. they did jump back yeah. into that recently. I forgot about that. I, I don't think I did ever see that. I know, uh, I know Joe is big on wanting to see yeah. that. I think he but did. I know this, uh, this guy was like the guy who stuck around the franchise, like the whole time and kept coming back in different ways. So, yeah, I mean, he was like the, I think, him and the Pink Ranger, I think, were probably the two most popular just based off of like every guy just 
my age at the, the time. The, the blue, the blue guy was a nerd, and it's like yeah, fuck Billy, this nerd. Yeah. Um, and then my favorite characters, of course, were the the fat guy and then the non-fat guy that were like the dumb bullies that would always oh, yeah. get into trouble. Like that was cool. That's yeah, what I remember. Every '90s series. TV series needs those the two idiot bullies, the yeah. little duo, where one's just like the tough, stocky guy, and then like he's got his skinny sidekick that's just like stupider than rocks. Yeah, alrighty. Well, now yeah, he'll be missed. Uh, very sad. All right. Well, we're gonna get into what we've been watching, but before we do, that portion of the pod is brought to you by our good friends at thecliplessleash.com. Head over to thecliplessleash.com and pick up the dog leash you didn't know you needed. This leash works through the dog's current collar or harness. And when you plug in promo code. Tony. That is. T-O-N-Y. They're going to give you 65% off at checkout just because they're friends of the pod. So head over to thecliplessleash.com and plug in promo code Tony for 65% off at checkout. It is the dog leash you've been waiting for. All right. um, How many things do you have off-road, Andy? Four. Whoa. And Tony Katz? Uh, just two. Uh-huh. I've won because I was uh, traveling again. Uh, and do you want to lead us off? Sure. I'll go with the uh, thing I watched on the streaming service called Screenbox, which uh, I got for a month to watch <laughs> Terrifier 2. Um, and I was like, what else have they got in this thing? And uh, they have a documentary called Pennywise, the story of it. And there's a documentary about the, 1990 miniseries um, that I watched so many times when I was younger. Um, just a, a really great miniseries. Great, scary horror thing that aired on ABC on regular time. So um, this documentary is about how they how they casted it, how they are able to write it and still get it onto network TV, which was a big challenge. Uh, George Romero of, you know, the... Um, why am I... Like Night of the Living Dead was the original director and he dropped out when basically ABC couldn't, wouldn't allow him to do certain things. Um, and also shortened it from, he wanted it to be a 10 hour series and they said, no, it's going to be two, two hour nights and that'll be it. Um, but yeah, I really enjoyed seeing like a lot of the, the cast interviews. They even got like Seth Green, um, and Tim Curry, which is like, Oh, they're not going to get the, they'll get the, the actors no one's heard of, but they're not gonna get the real people. But, um, they got, they, they got real people. Um, sadly, uh, this movie's had a lot of death. Um, Jonathan Brandis, who I think is probably the star, like the main kid. Um, he he killed himself in his early twenties. Um, very sad story. Child actor that just you know couldn't recover from it. Um, and then John Ritter and Harry Anderson, like two veteran sitcom actors, both died in their sixties, I think. Um, so they were a big part of it. So I was like, when I was watching, it, I was like, oh, here's here's the people that aren't available for interviews. It's kind of sad. A lot of people have died doing this. Um, and then Tim Curry's like a vegetable, isn't he pretty much? No, he's, he's good. He just, he's, he can't walk, um, but he's totally good. He could speak fine and everything. He's been, okay. he's been doing still voice roles and everything. So um, John Ritter, yeah. John Ritter was that just a heart attack. He died from, or yeah, just a sudden I don't know, happened. I don't know. A national treasure too. Yeah, and so that that was interesting how like a lot of the adult cast were sitcom veterans and you're making this horror movie, but that was their thing. Like, hey, this is on TV. People will want to see the guys they know from TV in this uh, thing. So um, that was an interesting strategy. I think it worked. Um, I, think the, I think the adult cast of TV actors turned out better than the adult cast of 
famous people from the movie. Um, that was disappointing. The uh, it part two, uh, despite having you know Jessica Chastain and James McAvoy, Bill Hader. Um, I probably like the original miniseries better. So um, I then then watched the original miniseries again. It's on HBO. Um, and without commercials, it is only three hours. So it's not the longest thing in the world. And it does have a, a natural breaking point. So, um, but yeah, I, I liked It's not like the best documentary, but it's of a subject that I was interested in. So I enjoyed it. And it made me watch that original one again. So Very good. Um. Tony, you want to go for uh, finish yours off? Oh, uh, yeah, sure. So uh, <clears throat> the ones I watched was uh, I was just over at my cousin's house Thanksgiving and they threw on. Uh, I'd never seen it before. It was just one of those like funny holiday Christmas movies. But the office Christmas party with like uh, Jason Bateman and I've seen that. Yeah. TJ Miller and a, uh, Olivia Munn and a, uh, like Jennifer Aniston and a couple others or Rob Cordery, which anything he's in, I adore. But uh you know, the funny thing is, is like I was enjoying it and I probably watched, let's see, let's just say it's like an hour and a half, hour 40. I probably watched like an hour of it. So I actually didn't even watch the last half hour, which I will eventually get to. But, you know, you get the gist of it. Basically, you know, TJ Miller and Jennifer Aniston, they, their father dies. And so he leaves them over a big tech company. And then, you know, TJ Miller's basically just how you would expect TJ Miller to be. He's just this idiot son that got handed a bunch of money. And then Jennifer Aniston works at, like is basically the one that controls all the branches. Like she's like the CEO, whatever you want, like the CEO, CFO, whatever. And TJ Miller is just the one that's in control of one of the branches. And, you know, she's just the mega bitch and everything like that. And then TJ Miller is just, you know, the idiot that just was gifted a lot of money and doesn't really know what he's doing. So Jason Bateman is basically his office manager guy that does know what he's doing and all that jazz. And they just got like the goofy people that work with them. Like, you know, Olivia Munn seems like she knows what she's doing, but then there's Rob Cordery. And then there's like the Asian dude that's fake Jim from the office and stuff. So, I mean, just funny little cast members like that. Like one of the kids from like project X, like the one that actually is big on throwing the party. Like the, I don't know if you guys ever saw project X, but so just like, you know, dorky, quirky, funny people. And, uh, basically she comes in and says like, your branch isn't doing anything. So you've got two days to, you know, make the X amount of money or I'm, uh, closing you guys down. And then their whole thing is that they try to get this one guy to buy something or like to what, you know, what merge with them or something like that. And he says originally, no, but then they're like, the way they're trying to win him is letting him know that, Hey, we're cool people to work with. So they want They're throwing this epic Christmas party that Jennifer Aniston told them not to throw. And then now they're throwing it. And it's like Jimmy Butler's there. There's a, the, one of the funniest parts is one of the guys that works there. I forget the, what actor he's in. You've definitely seen him and stuff, but he, uh, he's like, Hey, Hey, I actually, uh, my friend's a DJ. I know a DJ. And they're like, Oh, perfect. And then they find out once they get there and the DJ comes, it's actually just him, but dressed differently. Like he's got like a backwards hat on and like sunglasses and they're just like, God damn it. But it, it was honestly, it was making me laugh a lot. I, uh, one of these days I will finish it, <laughs> but I, I think I, you know, those movies I, I, I get the gist of. And then another movie I've been watching or show actually was, uh, which is nothing crazy, but on, uh, I was boarded the other night and I was on uh Disney plus and I just went to the the national geographic area and just started watching this one series. And I don't even know what the name of it is, but it's basically just this dude that, uh, is in the Amazon and it's, he just 
is surviving day by day. And it's just always crazy to me. These people that actually are able to just, that just, you know, they're again, you know, they just don't have anything to do with like society or anything. And they just go into jungles and they know how to survive and they're survivalists, I guess. And they know like, you know, he's certain scenes when he's like breaking into like these logs where there's these killer beehives and he's able to get the hive because that's like the sunny, the, the sunny, the honey straight from the source and everything. And supposedly like when you get it straight from the source like that, it's supposed to be like a great source of like energy and whatnot. So all crazy. And then the stuff he comes across, like he sees these cool, like he comes across a fucking uh, anaconda when he's in one of the parts. And I, that would have just been it for me. I would have just topped out, but he says when the anaconda gets to a certain length, it actually becomes the king of the jungle, which because I guess anything that would try to attack it basically will die. (laughs) So when I think, yeah. So I think when they get to like, fuck, I don't know how big these things get, but I want to say, fuck, I don't know. 50 feet. Does that sound right? Or something that an anaconda can get to like like 36 feet. Yeah. Uh, Let's just say when it gets to like 36 feet, it becomes like the king of the jungle. And so that was pretty wild. Like just see all that, uh, all that, um, like just the different animals, everything he has to do, like, you know, and how it's just always constantly raining and everything like that. And I don't know, just, uh, crazy stuff. I mean, I definitely wouldn't make it, uh, far. <laughs> Looks like, uh, well, according to a green anaconda could do 20 feet. Okay. Then 10 yeah. feet for a male. Okay. And then they're also like super thick though, too. That's like what, uh, the other big parks, obviously that's how they're going to like suffocate you or like if they wrap around a human, that's how they're going to break their bones and suffocate them to death. I don't know. It, the they fact that eat Owen Wilson whole. Yeah. The, the on, fact this thing that, now, this thing says 29 feet. I yeah. don't know. National Let's just flirt with 30. Let's just say they get, they get big. Weigh almost f- 550 ton pounds. Tons. Yeah. Yeah. Pounds. And it's, I don't know. It's, it's crazy. But uh, like I said, I mean, you could, if you had Disney plus, you could figure it out like what it's called, but I don't <laughs> I don't know what it's called, but it's just like any of your typical shows where these guys are like surviving out there in the wilderness. And I don't really watch those too often, but the, the Amazon jungle for whatever reason has always just kind of fascinated me. Like never to go like actually like explore, but to see on TV because it is crazy. Like the certain animals that are out there, but more so like the crazy insects, like at one point just casually come across a tarantula that ends up on his arm. And then it's like the snakes, but, uh, yeah, F that. Yeah, no, I don't. It is pretty. It's it's all crazy. You know, though, this is just going to be a side note. Do you guys ever think shows like that are not real? It depends. Because Bear Grylls, I believed it. filmed there, so they're real. And, huh? Yeah, but they I don't get know, help. As I'm, as I'm getting older, I'm always just wondering, like, who's filming this guy, though? Is somebody? Another guy, yeah. And so he's just going along, too? Yeah, they've probably got better protection. Yeah. Yeah, they're yeah. eating a cliff bar. This guy's yeah. drinking, you know, out of a puddle. No, you're right. That's a good point. Yeah, he did say that. It was like he had like these little somethings like, it isn't much, but it is my breakfast. (laughs) Who knows when I'll eat again? (laughs) I'm like, okay. But yeah. Yeah, so that's pretty much it for me. All right. I'll be quick. I uh, had a flight up to Northern California on Thursday and back on Sunday. So in that time I watched Fitting because it's a Thanksgiving movie, uh, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Now, this is a wonderful movie if you've never seen it. Uh, Steve Martin and John Candy, of course. And uh, hilarity ensues as uh, everything goes wrong as he's attempting to fly home from New York back to Chicago, of course, because it's a John Hughes film. And uh, 
takes them a while. It takes them a lot longer than that, you know, two-hour flight. So I think everyone's probably seen it, but I've never watched it on an airplane until uh, this last weekend. <laughs> Is that a different experience? <laughs> yeah, because in, at any time, any of that... place on an airplane very much, does it? Well, it starts out there, Andy, like yeah. the title says. Uh, so it could have happened to us. Luckily, it didn't. You get kicked off the plane or whatever? Well, there could have been severe snow yeah. at Ontario Airport. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Reroute us to, you know, Phoenix or something. Yeah. Then what do you do, Andy? You don't have cell phones anymore because it's snowing. They didn't have cell phones. And all the cars are rented. It's terrible. What are yeah. you going to do? There's a whole car lot full of cars, but the one you had rented is taken, and so they're out of cars. Yeah. yeah. That's a great movie, though. And I believe I saw that it's uh, being re-released in uh, 4K with uh, like yes. 50, 60 minutes of never-before-seen footage, including uh, John Candy smoking in the airport, eating a hot dog. Classic. Yep, I already watched that on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, it's good stuff. Um but yeah, I'll probably I'll probably buy that uh, when it's uh, like five bucks on sale, right? Yeah. When those things come out, they're thirty bucks. And yeah, not worth. I know. It. I I bought this on sale on Amazon a, f- a couple years ago. I think it was you know five bucks or seven bucks or whatever it was because it's on iTunes right now for ten. That's just a little steep for a movie from nineteen eighty seven. Yeah. So that was it, Andy. Uh, you want to close us out? Yeah. So I got three more here. So. Whoa. Uh, the first one is uh, 21 Bridges, a movie from 2019. It's on Netflix. Um, one of the final Chadwick Boseman movies. So yeah. I, I never saw this, but I, I saw it there. And I was like, I just watched the Black Panther. And I was like, you know, I missed him. I should, I should watch this. I'll check it out. It's only an hour and 40. Uh, just a solid New York crime movie. You know, a heist gone wrong. Some cops end up dead. So then the cops are like, we got to find these people. Um, and there's a, a moment from the trailer where Chadwick Boseman says, there's 21 bridges on Manhattan. We're going to lock them all down. and We're going to keep them here. Um, and that's where the name comes from. Um, so, yeah, they have to hunt for these uh, people, the cop killers. Uh, that's why it's such a big deal. If they had killed, like, innocent children, cops would have been like, all right, that's cool. It's not that urgent. We could see. Yeah, well, but, time to go home. We'll yeah. start again killed, in the morning. You killed one of our own. Um uh, J.K. Simmons plays the uh, police captain, so you know, always Dig. good. Always yeah, puts in a, he's great. some good work. Um, but yeah, just a solid movie. Nothing, nothing great, but just something that um, exists and will always exist. And it's there on Netflix. So. Oh, very good. Yeah. yeah, I haven't seen that. All right. All right, what else you got? Yeah, the last two are two new movies in theaters this past week. Whoa. Uh, the first one is uh, She Said. This is a movie based on a uh, a book from uh, New York Times writers. They were the people that um, investigated and wrote the story about Harvey Weinstein and his um, crimes and other terrible actions. Uh, so this uh, movie starts, I don't know, a few months before that that whole thing drops and covers their entire investigation, starting with someone giving the one of the one of the reporters a tip of saying hey you should check out uh this rose mcgowan what she's been saying and they're like we can't use her as a source because people think she's crazy but maybe you can uh get something from her and they'll lead you down a different path and so yeah it just covers how they uh how they did that how they found different sources and how no one wanted to talk they were all intimidated but like how do you how do you get this how do you publish a story and what's interesting is like everyone knew of course everyone knew that this guy was a monster, 
But the trouble was, how do you how do you get the New York Times to publish a story? Because if you fuck up in any little way, Harvey Weinstein destroys you. So you have to get the story and do everything right, do everything ethically. So, um, hmm. yeah, it, it, it's it's very good, very well done. Um, I think some of the issues are that like there's a little hypocrisy. This movie is produced by uh, Brad Pitt's production company, so. Um, Brad Pitt did confront Harvey Weinstein in the '90s because one of the one of his victims was Gwyneth Paltrow, who um, Brad Pitt was with at the time. Um, but then, like ten years later, Brad Pitt worked with Weinstein again on um, *Inglorious Bastards* and then uh, *Killing Them Softly*, were both Weinstein movies. So it's like, hey, you knew, this, you fucking knew, and you went back and worked with them. So. I'm surprised this movie wasn't *Miramax*. <laughs> well. I mean, I know. If you look at the history, Miramax doesn't like really even exist. It was like I know bought by Disney. They sold it off to somebody else, and who sold it off to someone else? And it's just I, I don't know. Um, but yeah, that, I saw someone tweeted a joke and had to apologize about it. But it was like Harvey Weinstein would know how to market the shit out of this movie, but <laughs> yeah, wasn't this, allowed to. Yeah, this movie did not do well. It made like two two million dollars, and people are like, two. no one wants to see these types of movies anymore. It's like, yeah, yeah, I don't know. That's I've never even heard of it. It's it's pretty good. The uh I mean it's all good performances. You said just well made and everything, and it'll be it'll get some nominations, I'm sure. But um I think the other problem with it is it's just too soon. Um and, and maybe if you want to compare it to like the um All the President's Men was also a journalism movie and it came out only a couple years after Nixon resigned, and that was a huge, huge hit, huge movie. Um, but it just seems too early. It's like this stuff is all modern. Like maybe let this story be told 20 years from now. I, I don't know. But um, the fact that they were able to do it so quickly, um, one of the interesting things is that Ashley Judd is in it as herself. So um, obviously you could not pull that off if you did that 20 years from now. But Interesting. Um, yeah. And some people have criticized that this is like, well, it's a Hollywood movie, like patting themselves on the back for like, like, yeah, we got Harvey Weinstein when it's like there's a million other problems um, throughout mm-hmm. the years that, you know, you just you, you let this shit happen the whole time. Yeah, listen so. to Corey Feldman for a minute. Yeah. Yeah. He's not he's not the only monster out there. And you all knew he was a monster. Let him do it for 20 plus years, 30 plus years. I don't know. But yeah, it's still good. All right. Well, uh, what's your next one? I'm going to guess you saw the menu. I did see the menu. Oh, uh, this is a. um thriller um i don't know i wish i never saw anything about this movie oh Um, if you've seen the trailer you know where the movie is headed and there are twists and turns but yeah you still kind of know where it's headed Mm -hmm. um and that's disappointing because it is such a a good idea um that if you knew nothing about this um it would be wild i don't think i don't know if they could ever market it because what are you going to do? Be like, hey, it's a movie about uh, Ray Fiennes being a, a chef. You guys want to see this? It's like, no. Um, so they had to they had to tell you a little bit about, about what it was going to be. But um, yeah, just really interesting, wild movie. Um, I think one of the problems is that there's been a lot of movies about cooking and movies about rich yeah. people being assholes over the last few years almost exclusively those movies yeah so there's a they're a little late to the party like it's like oh i i just saw pig so this statement you're trying to make about art through cooking like i already saw it and it was done better but this is a whole lot better than chef (laughs) (laughs) well no i mean i think chef was great too 
Um, and John Leguizamo was in this movie. And so I thought that like, that's weird. That's kind of on the nose that like the second lead of chef is in this movie, um, which I mean, chef was very much about John Favreau just spent 10 years making Marvel movies. And now he's going to make real art uh, making Cuban sandwiches. And it's like yeah, pretty good. <laughs> um, and this movie is, is similar in that like Ray Fiennes is this great cook, but what is he really doing it? He's making movie or he's making meals for, only the richest people who are assholes mostly. So, uh, but the cast is really good. The, the, the customers, it's, you know, people you've seen before. And uh, Anya Taylor joy is the person who was not supposed to be there. She was a last minute replacement uh, as the date of Nicholas Holt. And it throws the whole thing off because they're so detailed of, well, we cook for these people for this way. Why are you here? You're going to mess it all up. Um, and yeah, it's, it's fun. It's good. Um, but if I knew nothing about this, it would be that much better, I think. So, Interesting. Tony, do you know anything about this movie? <laughs> so you could see it. Absolutely not. Okay. You should watch it sometime <clears throat> without knowing anything about it. Well, that's what would happen. What platform did you say it was on again? Well, it was in theaters, oh. but it'll probably be on HBO and Hulu. In like it's a, 28 minutes? Isn't yeah. that how movies a, come out of the theaters Well, this now? movie actually made money, so they're maybe not, Ooh. but... Yes, no. did uh, nine million dollars. Yeah, it's um, it was a searchlight movie. What um, what is good for the box office? Oh, it's like the average movie. If it makes movie, well, I mean, it depends what they. What it depends cost. what they cost. Okay, yeah, this movie only obviously costs like fifteen. Paranormal million. Activity is the biggest. Yeah. You know, we always like. At least I always like to mention that. So also, and by biggest, I mean like, I think there was like a fifteen thousand dollar budget, and they made yeah. like one hundred ninety million. That's what I mean by biggest. Budget on this was thirty five estimated. Oh, okay, it's more than thirty five million. Oh yeah. Ooh. Well, I'm sorry. When Paranormal Activity is only fifteen thousand, I must ask. <laughs> this had this had a lot of. You act like you're an investor. I was I was just gonna say. Well, I could have been. I feel like if yeah. we ever just would have pushed producer Luke a, Luke a little bit more, he could have made a hit like that. Yeah, yeah potentially. <laughs> Which one of us would have been Harvey Weinstein? Bowser. Whoa. <laughs> um, I was a little, yeah, I was gonna wrap this up, but I had something else to say. Oh. Um, yeah, the, the director here has been making TV for like the last decade. Hasn't directed yeah, a movie. Succession. Yeah, so he's done a lot of Succession. So this movie was produced by Adam McKay, which I knew going into it because it's part of the trailer. Um, but this is actually one of the final Gary Sanchez productions. So mm-hmm. Will Ferrell, also a name producer, a little, little weird. Um, yeah, if Tony's <laughs> surprised that Will Ferrell and Adam McKay called their production company Gary Sanchez Productions. Um, before I, the baseball I, player. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I have heard that before now that you're saying that it has to do with Will Ferrell. That does but, sound familiar. But yeah, why that's notable is they dissolved that company like three years ago. Um, but this must have already been in the works way back then. So um, yeah, sadly, they are no longer working together. Well, I'll watch this when it comes to Hulu. Yeah. And and probably HBO. And like I said, it's, it's Searchlight, which makes it part of that pre-existing Fox-Hulu deal from before Disney owed them, which is like one of the weirdest deals ever. But yeah, but Sean, forget everything you know about the trailer. I watched it two months ago. I I forget all of it. All right. Forget all of it, Sean. It's forgotten. We're going to need that men in black, uh, little stick thing. All right. Uh, anything else to add? Uh, no, that's it. Yeah. That's it for me as well. Well, you've been listening to episode 298 of the Tony Steak Podcast. I'm Sean, and joined with me, we had Off-Road Gobble Gobble Andy. Thank you. (laughs) And Tony Katz. Yes, thank you. See you later.